I'd like to welcome you guys to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Knight. Here we will discuss competition hunts, pleasure hunts, and anything else dealing with the hunting dog. It is our sole purpose to bring awareness to preserve the sport of hunting with dogs. Without further ado, let's collar our dogs and send them on through the country. Today's word comes from Philippians 4, 9. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Philippians 4, 9. Hey guys, we'd like to thank Precision Aluminum Fabrication for their support in sponsoring the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Precision Aluminum Fabrication is located in Amite, Louisiana. You can contact them through their Facebook page at Precision Aluminum Fabrication or their website at www.precisiondogbox.com. They specialize in custom aluminum welding from custom dog boxes, aluminum water tanks, aluminum toolboxes, all built to the customer's request. They guarantee the best price on the market without giving up top quality work. If you're in the market for a new dog box, give them a shout. Leave them a message on Facebook or PrecisionDogBox.com. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Timber Creek Dog Supply, our go-to for everything hunting dog related. Timber Creek has been in the dog supply business for 20 years and supports multiple tree and running dog organizations. Check them out at TimberCreeksupply.com or on Facebook at Timber Creek Dog Supply. We'd like to take this time to thank Mr. Jeff Island with the Ground Floor Landscape Supply for his support in the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Thank you. What's going on, bud? Man, try again, baby. How are you? I'm wonderful, but if I got any better, I want to know what to do with it. <laughs> so, the, so the the doctor's appointment went good? Yes, sir. 143 feet a minute. Something just fine. Come on. Yes, yeah, sir. Can't wait. I understand that. That's a blessing, brother. I promise you. I got a I got a 12-year-old little boy, and he is... Uh, there ain't much I can't, you know, other than Jesus, I can't, I can't, I can't, and my wife, you know, I should have said her first, but uh, other than that, I can't think of nothing no better. I promise you, they, uh, they blessings for sure. Yes, sir. I'm excited about uh, it. I've wanted one for a long time, done a lot of praying for one. That's right. That's right. That's, uh, that's what it takes, brother. I promise you, we had, uh, man, heck, I didn't. I don't know. It just it just happened for me, and and then Lindsay, she's my wife. She uh, she had to uh, have a hysterectomy after he was born. So we were blessed with one. But hey, he right. he's a card now. He, you know, he's if it's fooling with squirrel dogs or or collaring deer dogs. I mean, he's all about it. His his little old handle at the at the deer camp is dog catcher. He uh. Some of them old crazy, some of them hard to catch jokers. They call him and say, they call me on the radio and say, "Hey, bring bring Payson over here." And that's what he said. I'm the dog catcher, so he'd jump out there in them thickets and he can move a lot better than I can. And he'd jump on top of them and catch them. But uh, man, today's the day, my man. We uh, I've been trying to get you know get this done for a while. I follow you on TikTok and 
dude, I am, I ain't, I ain't kidding, man. You are one of the funniest jokers going. I, I, I don't understand it, but you are. Oh. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> we, I, you know, before I even started this doggone thing, I, 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 I followed you on there, and man, some of my buddies, they was like, Chris, you ought to get this guy. It's like it's funny. I watch his videos all the time, <laughs> you know, and and uh, you know, Cody Moreland, who does this with me, he was like, man, I just one question, just ask him where in the world he comes up with his content. Most <laughs> <laughs> of it is based off true stories. <laughs> that's awesome i love it i love it yeah most of it's just uh reliving old memories and putting it on camera yeah, that's right <laughs> i've uh, kind of calmed down some later on in life but um back you know back when i was 16 17 18 uh, on up to about 29 <laughs> um, <laughs> you know kind of started trying to my wife puts a good good handle on me. that's right so she reels me back in a little bit. we got to have that little uh somebody with the fishing pole in their hand because i tell you son that's i right. used to could get rowdy boy i used to love it man good lord i man it was so much fun back here just not caring you know <laughs> right but, but our but our priorities change in life and uh so uh well tell us a little bit about yourself and you know where you from and stuff well um i'm from southeastern north carolina um bladen county to be exact um i hunt in around hamlet and bentsville and then i hunt another club in the green swamp both of those clubs are about seven thousand acres nice and um both of them are, you know, primarily dog clubs. I mean, people hunt other stuff on them, but for the most part, it's just deer dogs. That's right. But well, how'd you uh, get your how'd you get your start fooling with deer dogs? Um. Well, my dad had deer dogs when I was real little, and uh, then he kind of got out of it and got down to where he only had two. And he let them run loose on the yard, and I run loose on the yard. So I just kind of would follow them around. And they, around here, we had a lot of gray fox. And um, I grew up running around behind them, chasing fox. And then um, one of his buddies invited us deer hunting, and I shot at a, about a 60 pound doe, and it was on from there. I had to have deer dogs. <laughs> Man, I'll never forget that doe come by like a streak of light, and, and I had just got my first gun, and they was about 40 head of walker dogs in there just pumping her eyeballs out. <laughs> that made it and, even uh, better, didn't it? Yes, sir. I shot at her with that little 20-gauge single barrel, and um, those dogs come by, and my dad, he had walked down the road. He'd come down there where I was at, and he said, you get it? I said, no, sir. I said, but we got to have some of that. <laughs> and I beg that man every day. I mean, when I say every day, I mean every single day until he went and got me two deer dogs. So and, um, you started out with two of them, huh? Started out with Petey and Wormy. <laughs> the perfect names. And, um, 
you know, then I got into rabbit hunting a little bit. I had some rabbit dogs, had a coon dog, and I coon hunted six nights a week and then decided one night I weren't going and ain't been back. Um, got tired of walking through all these thick bays around here. That's right. But, um, and then, you know, trying to run more than one kind of dog, it was pulling my focus, you know, too many different ways. And if I was running rabbit dogs, I felt like my deer dog was suffering. If I was running deer dogs, I felt like my coon dog was suffering or my rabbit dog was suffering. So I decided I liked deer hunting more than any of it. And so now I got 20 head of deer dogs. Well, that's the same, you know, I... Our camp, I go the week of Thanksgiving and uh, the week in between Christmas and New Year's here in Mississippi, uh, and that's our dog. I don't schedule any competition squirrel hunts or any, because that's all I do. I run deer dogs or competition squirrel hunt, and uh, I don't schedule any hunts that I go to them two weeks, or it'd be them two, it'd be two, four, six, it's six weekends I don't go, I deer hunt, and I take the... I take the uh, I take off from work and hunt in between all that for for them three three weeks also. But anyway, uh, man, honestly, you're the you said a mouthful when you said you know neglect on on one of the dogs. It's tough because you know I won't lie, my deer dogs they suffer the first about the first week. You know they about two good races and they I mean their feet sore. You know. Uh, <laughs> They, uh, you know, I have to put them up or I have to alternate them out or we'll run some other dogs. And it's just, uh, it's not their fault. You know, they, if that gate's open, they want to run, you know, uh, it's, it's, but I, you know, I, I focus, it's easier for me to throw one dog out that I'm squirrel hunting in competitions during the week to, uh, to keep, to keep legged up, you know, so. Again, like I said, it's not their fault. They'd love to. They, I mean, anytime they out, they going running and jumping something. But uh, so uh, with that being said, so y'all uh, you're in deer dog uh deer deer dog camps. Do y'all have? I mean, I know you do. I already know the answer to this question, but you have a bunch of you get a bunch of slack around there, or for the most part, you guys you're in deer dog country, or do do landowners fuss and pick and fight and crap with y'all like they do here one club is in the middle of what we call what's called the green swamp and we're seven miles i believe it is to the closest highway and we i mean those guys it's deer dog country there's a steel hunting club beside of us but they know they're in deer dog country they know it's gonna happen you know they understand we don't that's right we try not to go in there whenever they're whenever it's first thing in the morning or late of the evening when they'll be in the stand that way they don't have you know truck traffic but um you know we don't really have any problems there and the club in south carolina you know we run into little spats once in a while but it isn't bad you know we try to be respectful and you know not go where we were not wanted and all of our dogs are broke to death to the horn and um tone and all that so i mean i can go stop you know a lot of people ask me about the cab high dog box deal and what that's for is so like if i need to catch 20 or 30 dogs right by myself 
I've got somewhere to put them, you know? That's right. And um, I was in a club here at home, the club I actually grew up hunting in, and we actually lost that lease this year because there's a group of steel hunters beside of us, and, you know, they got it on their land. Um, the same paper company we lease from manages his land for him, so he pulled that card on us, and we ended up losing that lease. But, um, you know, it's getting harder to do. Um, that's one of the double-edged swords about social media, man. Um, you know, it can be a really good thing if you let it, but then you've got some other cats posting stuff that don't have any business on the Internet, and that kind of hurts you too. Yeah. Well, that's what I was go get at. I'm, you know, I'm a member of the the Mississippi Hunting Dog Association, and they, you know, they kind of go to bat for us with the, you know, senators and legislators and stuff here in Mississippi. Uh, so I got an interview lined up with them at some point to uh, talk to them about their organization and association. But you're exactly right, man. You know, all our dogs are tone broke. Um. We can, I can stop mine anytime with that button, uh, you know, and 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 I'm the same way. If we're gonna, you know, we're not gonna pull in on top of you and just dump out on your land. We're, uh, we, for the most part, you know, we'll go to the center. And again, like I said, if the, the worst part of this whole thing is, is, you know, if these steel hunters would just sit and wait these dogs yeah. probably go run something by them that they not seeing, you know, this, that they got nocturnal because of this corn, you know. Them deer go come to the, right. you know, they're getting plenty of pictures of them at night. You right. know, let's wake them up. Let's let's get inside their bed and let, let my dogs run them out there in front of you. You know, I don't care if you shoot them or I shoot them or my son shoots them. You know, I, I get more, I get more, you know, if my dogs is running that buck, you know, that, that fires me up just as much. Right. See, the crowd here that had the steel hunting land beside the house, the the older crowd that used to be in there, they loved it because they would go from seeing six deer a evening or six deer a morning to seeing 30, you know. And they realized, hey, if those dogs will get over here, it'll stir this place up. And, yeah, the dogs might run one off, but they'll make 15 other ones get up that was just going to wait there. You know, yeah, they didn't have to move. Them dogs didn't have to move. I mean, them deer didn't have to move. Yeah, I mean, and those guys, I mean, they would kill a lot of nice bucks just slipping out. Um, And, you know, a little bit of dog pressure helps the place a lot more than most people realize. But, I mean, the thing with, you know, the younger generations and well even people my age that kills it is tv man you said a mouthful then you know like a lot of the a lot of the tv guys are good guys and stuff like that but you get these guys going to a ranch you know where you pay six thousand dollars and 150 inch buck comes walking out every time and they're trying to sell like Khmer deer or something like that. It makes, you know, the guy that just got permission to hunt two acres beside a dog club think he's supposed to kill a 150 every time he sets down if he throws out Khmer deer. 
you know. <laughs> You're exactly it, right. It, I mean, it just ain't gonna happen like that. Nope. Um, I've been to them, you know, I've been on paid hunts, um, and you're exactly right, you know, I've been to bow hunts in Illinois, Pike County, Pike County, Illinois, I've killed 140 inch, 8.42 inch, 8 point with my bow up there one time, uh, I mean, honestly, dude, they, it's, it, it's different, you know, them folks, I'll tell you a little yeah, story, yeah. when I got up there, you know, and I knew, I'm a, I love to be the center of attention and pick and play and jump kind of like you. Uh, but right. I, I pulled up there, man, and, you know, them folks is – when I said, you know, they heard Mississippi, I was like, yep, they thinking rednecks done come to town. I pulled up, and I said <laughs> – when I walked up there, I was like, well, which one of these tickets y'all want me to set my dog, send my dogs through right quick? They looked at me like <laughs> I was crazy. Look, these folks is in Illinois. They looked at me, and they was like – uh, sir, we don't allow no dogs up here. I was like, nah, I'm just kidding, you know. But uh, I, I got a kick out of that. I told him, I was like, which one of these thickets got that big deer on there on that picture y'all sent me? I want them to run that thicket. Well, see, that's one thing that's crazy to me about the TikTok stuff, man, is for one, you know, whenever I started getting a little bit of popularity on there, I didn't realize there was so many people in the country that ran deer dogs, for one. And another thing is, I didn't realize how many people that don't even know it's a thing, you know, but would really love to do it, you know? Because it, it just That's doesn't right. happen where they're from. Like, I've got some guys I met from Pennsylvania and New York, and they're like, dude, we want to come to North Carolina and run deer dogs. And probably move down there because that looks fun. <laughs> and that, you know, that's a lot of the reason I even started doing the whole TikTok thing is to show people how much fun it is, and how you know the stigma that most people have on it is way far off from what actually goes on. You're right. You know, um, you know everybody thinks you just camp out in the truck and drink beer until the dogs run one out in front of the truck and he stands in the road and you shoot him and I had never been lucky enough to have that <laughs> No, it ain't it looks all cool and fun on T V, you know, but that ain't really yeah. how it works. I got to hop in amongst the bushes if I want to get one. That's know? it. That's it. Um, we uh yeah, I get it, brother. I mean we get you know, we get we take a lot of slack. You know, we got a hundred and fifty thousand acre uh WMA around my house. I actually live right in the middle of it and I mean it is all dog. My my uncles and parents and we grew up hunting that plot and uh I mean it's called Benville National Forest. I mean that's where I mean it's always been trucks and dog hunters, you know. Uh, but with that being said you know, I'm all for, I love the Michael Waddells. I love all them boys because, yeah. you know, I think they're, there's a, they're good for the sport. I do. But yep. they're, in my opinion, is, you know, when you start selling, like here, you know, I'm a big avid turkey hunter. When you start selling turkey calls in your local Chevron at the, you know, I can run in there and get me a gas and, uh, and, a, and a soda pop and pick me up a mouth yipper. Um, right. something's wrong because now everybody, every Joe Blow can go in there and get him a mouth yipper and he can watch Michael Waddell on TV 
And I'm yeah. saying Michael Waddell because he's the most popular one. I have nothing right. against him. I actually love watching him. But uh, he, uh, you know, they just you automatically think that you're a turkey hunter. Well, now these guys are going to these in these government roads that I've hunted my whole life, and they pull up and get out of the truck, and they just, you know, they just sitting there and just, you know, and every turkey and their mama. You know, it's, it's call shy, but I mean, again, like I said, it's just, uh, it's been the demise of it, but, um, you know. Well, see, that's a lot like the whole Garmin thing that, you know, and I feel like that's one of those things that's really helped the sport in some ways, but really hurt it in some ways too. Garmin is the best thing since Wonder Bread, but it's also made everybody in the world want to go out and get dogs because they don't have to hang out in the woods till one two o'clock in the morning trying to catch dogs anymore they ain't throwing their jackets down and and coming back right but you know you got a lot of good people that's got into it because it's so much easier but you also get get some yahoos too you know that's right um you know, but you got to take the good with the bad. But You're exactly right. Here, we have deer field trials after deer season goes out here. And, you know, as far as field trialing, that's what I'd rather do is outside deer field trials. And, man, there's like, there'll be two or three different hunts going on a weekend within a couple hours of here. And there'll be three, four, five hundred dogs at each hunt. I mean... You tell know, us about that. Tell I ain't never heard about that. Tell me, tell the world about what what you talking about there. Well, like see the one I normally run, which is based around the Green Swamp. Both clubs I'm in are in this one series. It's called called the East Carolina Deer Classic. And what it is, we have seven different field trials, and each week a different club hosts that field trial. And um, their members will judge, and, you know, you call, and, like, I usually get numbers for the whole series because I'm going to go to whatever hunts I possibly can. And um, pretty much we have a cow cut on Friday night, and we basically bet on dogs, and, you know, Saturday morning you have a field trial and see who's got what, and, that that's really what i'm into anymore i don't i've killed enough deer i don't care if i ever kill another one i just like running them and you know i i like knowing that my dogs is the heat whenever i go you like them pushing them so and you want them to have the the fastest yeah. ones do, is this during the do y'all do that during the season or is it after the you know the season season awesome it starts the weekend after deer season goes out i'll be dang how long is y'all season there um north carolina starts october 15th and runs to january 1st and then south carolina the zone i'm in starts september 1st so tomorrow and then goes till january 1st oh so you about ready to you finna i heard you call them uh fire breathers one time you about ready to <laughs> unleash them ain't you yes yeah, sir which i'm not gonna get to go the first little bit like this weekend north carolina dove season comes in and i'm hosting a hunt on my farm for that and so 
be working doing that. And then next weekend I work at my real job. So it'll be the third weekend before I even get to go. Dang, you got a real job, huh? Got a real job and my job on the farm. So I'll stay <laughs> What up? So what do you do for a living? Um, I work on a military base running boilers and chillers. I'll be dang. Um, yes, sir. We um supply the heat and air. That's right. Yes, sir. What about okay. this farm? What about your farm? You was teling us, I seen a video, or maybe I, fi- I, I, I found it on Facebook or something. Didn't y'all buy some kind of, didn't y'all buy a catfish farm or something one time or something? Yes, sir. My wife and I, we actually got done with the paperwork on it in March, but um, my uncle owned a, a plot of land here and it actually used to be a golf course and my grandpa ran the golf course for him and then my uncle decided he wanted out of the golf business so he made catfish ponds on it my granddad come home and my uncle was in the middle of fairway number four digging a pond dang yeah, <laughs> yeah um, so it was a catfish farm and he ran it for around 20 years or so and then when he passed my cousin got it and um i was kind of joking with him one day because he's on up in age and ain't really able to you know go and do things like he used to be able to and i was kind of joking with him i said steve i said why don't you sell me an actually catfish for him he said all right make me an offer i made him an offer and he bit here we are. <laughs> so are you go do you is it a, a working catfish farm or are you is that we're I'm, getting back going okay so y'all are go raise catfish yes sir we're planning on it both i hate to interrupt you but there's a bald eagle flying over it right now i'll be dang there's a see there's a that's a oh that's that may be a, a omen there i hope so it's gonna uh, good things coming your way out here, I killed my first deer out here, my first duck, my first turkey, caught my first fish, and it butts up against, I bought my grandparents' house too, and it butts right up to the yard. So you you living house. on the place now, so that's, yeah, that uh, means a lot more to me also, brother, because, you know, you know, it is home and, you know, right here where I'm at, you know, we're on 33 acres and then we got 182 across the, just across the road here. And, uh, we live on my wife's family property, but you know, uh, it's all one piece, you know, I mean, back when, you know, my granddaddy, our property, like my side of the family's property, it would be, you know, it'd be 40 acres here. And then you'd have to drive a mile down the road and there'd be another 50 acre pasture. And then it's just split up. Now there's nothing wrong with that, but I just, I just like living on the place. I love it, man. But whenever we had this club here, I could literally walk out to my dog pens. If I wanted to put collars on them, put collars on them, turn my dogs loose and not have to worry about them. Really? I mean, yes, sir. I mean, it, you know, they say at night time, you know, a deer will circle up most of the time, and then we've got so many coyotes and foxes around here. A lot of times they'll get on one of those, and they'll just, I mean, most of the time they won't ever leave out of earshot. That's right. That's how, so my father-in-law, he run, 
you know, Fox trials and stuff like that on this place. I mean, that was, I guess, that's been 30 years ago, 35 years ago. And, I mean, that's what he told me. My driveway is actually goes right through the middle of his old dog pen. I mean, it's not there anymore. But, you know, the road that he had, I used it for my for my driveway. But, but uh, I mean, he would literally walk out there and cut the dogs loose. He fed dead chickens because we're in chicken farm country over here. There's millions of chicken houses. Uh, that's what he fed dead chickens to. You know, he... There was old fox den. He he'd go get dead chickens and uh, he'd feed them and keep them around right. and and they would uh, man them dogs would go up there to that den and get one out and they'd run him and around and around and around and they, you know next morning he'd he'd sit there and listen to them you know all night and next morning they'd be laying outside their pen. That's right. And see that that's another thing about you know the garments too is back before you could catch them three or four times a day a dog would most of the time learn to come home if if you hunted around home obviously i mean but you know now that they get picked up so much they know hit a road and they're gonna get picked up before too long that's right they don't know where home is unless that's how you know i keep mine at our deer camp we got a pen now not right now they're at home but like when i when it's time when deer season starts we'll move to deer camp i'll haul all my dogs down there and i'll feed them and they'll eventually like i said after the next couple days they'll start coming back to the camp you know right that's right they know where that feed bucket is that's right they sure do what um so you're getting ready to do a dove hunt you said this weekend yes sir Hey guys, Bob Osborne with Timber Creek Dog Supply is a one-stop shop for dog supplies and hunting gear. He carries everything from coon lights and squalors to hip boots and tracking gear. So if you are in need for some new outerwear, a new thermal, or just a leading collar, check out Timber Creek at TimberCreekSupply.com or by phone at 662-230-7400. One zero, and if you are ever in the Oxford, Mississippi area, go check out Bob's store. I planted some sunflowers and soared them, and um, we got a right good crowd of birds coming in, and figured we'd have a little hunt here. It's gonna be a, you got it. You got it pretty much sold out. Yeah, sir. To be honest with you, I never even advertised it. Um was at the golf course one day and kind of mentioned, a guy asked me what I'd been up to and I'd been planting sunflowers and he said, oh, you having a dove shoot? I said, yeah. He said, well, whenever you get ready to, you know, start taking money and stuff for spots, let me know. I said, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't let people pay me early. I don't want you to pay me till you get here in case something happens the way I am. That's right. But, but um, he said, well, put me and so-and-so-and-so-and-so down. And then I put a Snapchat up of me planting sunflowers and had another guy reserve four or five spots. And before I knew it, I was full and had never even posted it. So, <laughs> But you got birds, huh? Yes, sir. We got a right good crowd of birds this time. That's I, good. I, you know, as long as they... As long as these boys can shoot, they ought to have them a limit pretty 
pretty early. They can keep them flying anyway. That's right. Whatever you do, don't let them sit on the power line and watch. <laughs> That's it. That's it. What um? That's exactly right. So let's get into this uh your your, your social media stuff. This is what people want to hear. So how did you uh? Did you just get a TikTok, or is that how you got started, or did you start doing, did you have a YouTube or stuff like that? How'd you get started in, in that? Well, to start with, I was doing remixes on Facebook. Um, I don't know if you ever heard any of those. Dude, have I? I love that. <laughs> but my dad, he would always remix songs and make up his own words to it. And um, the first one I done was the Old Town Road one, and I heard it, and I was, like, was just riding in the truck singing about deer hunting instead of the actual song. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this on the face space and put it on there, and it took off pretty good. And I was like, well, shoot, I've already done this song and got the words done to it. I'll just record it, too, and it just kind of went from there. And then TikTok started getting popular so i watched it for about a month and i was like you know what based some of this crowd on here does some stupid mess and gets a lot of likes on it i can be stupid too <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> that's how that's how the tiktok thing started and um you know i just i would see something and i was like well, how, i like this video how can i make it about deer hunting you know, or I'd hear a sound on there, and I'd be like, you know what? This would like a good deer hunting video. So it just kind of went from there. And, you know, I've backed off of it a little bit now with hunting season getting close and staying so busy all the time. But um, I actually do want to start a YouTube channel and start recording hunts. Um I don't know if you've watched them. Do you know Dog Life Outdoors or the Houndsman on YouTube? Do I you do not. I, I haven't. I, I mean, I have not, but I'd love to, you know. That's what this thing is about. It's about spreading the word about dog hunting and dog hunters. And, you know, again, that's, we, we're attacked so much by, you know, and that's why we, me and Cody started this was, one, to, to bring content and, and to talk to and interview you guys and people that – you know, the normal Joe Blow wouldn't, you know, want to reach out and call you. So, uh, but we also want the world to know that dog hunting is not bad. You know, we want them to yeah. know that it's fun. There's a place, you know, just because you like to go sit over a corn pile. I do that too. But I mean, I'm not mad at you for doing it. <laughs> you know, don't uh, be mad I, at me. I probably still hunt harder than most, you know, true blue steel hunters do. Right. I work 14 days a month. That puts me hunting around 16, 17. You know, I mean, I, I hunt hard. Whenever deer season's in, my wife knows she probably ain't going to get much out of me. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I made up with it. It don't matter if I'm in a tree or running dogs. Now, if I'd have my brothers, I'd be running dogs. Right. But, I mean... I still hunt. I mean, if I get a nice one on camera, I'm going to, you know, it don't matter if I got to kill him with a bazooka I'm with, or dogs or whatever. I'm going to do what it takes to kill him, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, but 
that's what trips me out, you know. So a lot of people will be in comments and be like, why don't you get down and hunt like a real hunter and quit, you know, quit running dogs and hunt like a real man. I'm like, dude, I hunt harder than you ever will, you know, and, and then go run dogs. That's right. And, I mean, if they would get in, you know, if they jump in my side-by-side or my truck, and dog hunt with me one day, I promise you, you ain't going to have to rock them to sleep at night. No, sir. You will be war slap out. And that's the thing, man. I mean, if you really want to put, like, go hour for hour and see who puts the work into it, um, it would blow their mind if they, you know, trying to keep up with dogs and feed worm and water dogs every day and all that kind of stuff i mean you know and they get they you know they're they're quick to say well i spend so much money on this and that and this and that well brother get you a pack of dogs and see what it costs to feed them and worm them and you know i mean i got you know, I, I upgraded, I guess it was probably a couple years now. I Granted, I use my Garmin's for uh, for competition, my competition hunting too. But, I mean, I got 13 collars. Uh, I got a Garmin 200, uh, you know, crap. You know, that's, I mean, just off yeah. the top of my head, that's two or $3,000, you know. Oh, that's. Let's see, 13 times 300, that's 3,600. Yeah. Yeah. The, About $4,000 <laughs> right there. That's right. And, uh. But I spent $250 in corn this year. Yeah, see, and that's my, that's, that's my get up, you know. That's why I'm like, yeah. dang, you know. If we go, go, if, if it's because you spent so much money, well, let me tell you yeah. how much I've spent, you know. It just well, don't make no that. sense. You know, I've had a few people ask me, you know, Bo, why you hate on steel hunters so much? And I don't hate on, I don't have anything against somebody that don't, don't like to run dogs. That ain't my problem. What my problem is is somebody who don't want me to run dogs. That's you know exactly I mean? right. I mean, like, my father-in-law, he's from Michigan. He's a Yankee. I love him to death, but he's a Yankee. He didn't never, he had never been around it. Didn't want to go, didn't want my wife to date me because I dog hunt. That's right. Okay. I I got him to go one time, and there was a dog packing down the road, and a doe jumped over the dog's head, and that dog fell in behind that deer. You know, this was 150 yards down the road from us. He got an eye full of it. And he was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, did you see that? I said, yeah, I've seen that, and he freaked slam out, man. And after that, I mean, pretty much any time it's where he can break away and go, he's going dog hunting. I mean, <laughs> he, yeah. if I have a dog get sick or something, I have to come in the house and be took special care of, if I need him to ride over to the house because I'm gone somewhere, he's right there to check on my dog, loves it. I mean. That's right. I was blessed, you know, my granddaddy, uh, my wife's daddy, uh, my daddy, my in-laws, I mean, everybody, you know, I'm in the deer camp with my in-laws, so my wife can, you know, see her mom and daddy when we're at right. deer camp and stuff, so I guess I'm blessed 
you know, because she get right. we get to spend time with family. We're all dog people. Uh so I am blessed for that, you know, for that matter. But again, yeah, you know, the just the the fact of the matter is people, you know, like you said, if they just give it a try. Yeah. Just go, well, see, come go with me and then get your assessment. You know, then, then tell me what you, what you think, you know, come go with well, me. It's like anything. I mean, I didn't know I liked the steak till I tried one. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, you know, but you know, people get these assumptions cause they were told by so-and-so that, you know, dog hunters, all of them throw dogs out and, you know, run all over everybody's property. So that's just what they see, what they, you know, feel like it is, and, you know, you got some idiots that will do mess like that, but for the most part, like, if I if I ever hear tell of somebody throwing dogs out or something like that, I'll confront them, and then I won't have nothing else to do with it. That's right, and then, you know, they ain't going to do it if they're in my camp, you know what I mean? That's not, right. we're not going to put up with right. it. Yeah, I mean, the crowd... The crowds that I hunt with, um, they catch you doing some stupid mess like that. They ain't gonna have nothing to do with you, and they gonna make sure anybody else that they know don't have nothing to do with you. Um, I know a guy right now can't get in a dog club because he was caught throwing dogs out, and now nobody will let him hunt with them. That's right. You Which don't want to. You don't well, want to be that. Well yep. He earned it. You know, yep, you don't want to be associated with something like it. Right. I mean, that, you know, it takes a stronger joker to throw a dog out and let him starve to death. No, no doubt somebody, about it. You know, mm. Or have somebody go through the heartbreak and hit him on the highway and killing him, you know. That's right. That's right. You know, and that's another thing I was going to get with you about. You know, your dogs and my dogs, if if... You know, my wife even, you know, and she's been around dogs her whole life also. I mean, she grew up rodeoing and, and you know, stuff like that. So she's lived on the farm. But uh, so, but to, to her, she'll say, damn, baby, you know, so-and-so looks a little thin. And I'm like, baby, he ain't thin now. He's in shape. You know, and we get a, we as dog people get, you know, some kind of, there is some kind of, you know, slack you know because yeah. our dogs are thin you know you know i ain't so right. you know i don't care to see a bunch of hip bones and stuff but the last couple of ribs right. and and stuff like it i want a full front end or uh, you know my i got a good buddy that's a, a that he is a vet and that's what he told me he's like i'd a lot rather see your dogs than joe blow's dogs yeah my mama's dog my mama feeds her dogs till they just they fatter than me and Right. You know, and, and I'm like, Mama, you just killing your dog right there. And, and you know, right. I'd be like, well, talk to Jason. Talk to the vet. You know, see what he says. He'll tell you Chris's dogs is a lot better shape than yours, you know. Right. But. See, I, I kind of go by the rule of thumb, you know, two rib bones. That's what I want to see. That's right. And, um, man, I, like, whenever I'm in deer season, I might hunt four or five days a week. And, you know, that's rough on a dog. Yes. And that's a lot of the reason why I have so many is so I can split it up and give dogs breaks and, 
you know, because some dogs, I mean, they're, well, they're just like people. They're just naturally thin. Like, I've got one now. She's as healthy as an ox, but she's just thin. I mean, she's a thin-built dog. Um, you can feed her eight times a day, and she, you know, she ain't, she ain't going to put on weight. She's got a high metabolism, but, you know, she don't look poor, but she ain't fat either, you know, and it ain't even deer season. So, right, so you have to kind of watch her and... Right, put extra stuff mm-hmm. on the That's right. Supplement you know, it. Right. What and um? I, what are you feeding? Right now, I'm feeding Blue Showtime. Dang, but, I didn't realize you fed Showtime. Yes, sir. I but feed the one, silver sack that, uh, that's what I feed them competition dogs. See, we can't find it around. Really? But once deer season comes in, running, you know, that much, my dogs will fall off running straight or feeding straight blue showtime. So what I was doing is mixing it half and half with Karina Pro Plan. Okay. And, um... This past year, I actually tried the Purple Value Pack. Okay. And uh, I tried straight Purple Value Pack. And man, I tell you, my dogs kept weight on, even running them that hard. And at 5 o'clock, the drive at 5, as we like to call it, mm-hmm. they still be falling on the bars. I mean, they've just got that much energy, even. And what is that blue, va- that purple value pack? What is it? Sure, I tell you, I, I know the fat is. Let's see. Let me make sure I tell you that. Because I mean, I, there's some. Uh, we can feed. We get. You know, I got access to value pack here also. But I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I, I fed Purina Pro Plan straight Pro Plan sport for shoot a couple years and i enjoyed it and i liked it oh yeah but man it got 78 dollars a 50 and lord man i can buy two of the 31 22 uh showtime i can get you know for i can get two 50s for that right and i mean it's 30 20 the purple is yes sir so that silver bag of Showtime is, I think they advertise thirty-one twenty-two, and I'm telling you, brother, it is. My dogs love it. You don't have to feed, man. And crap, dude, I'm feeding less because they don't. You know, they don't. I got to feed them the same as I was feeding that other stuff, like the Red Value Pack, right. and I was feeding them a bigger cup. And heck, they was leaving it in the pan. I was like, well, shoot, I can cut them back, you know. Oh, so I have been very impressed with Showtime. Uh, Showtime, if you're listening here, here, we need to get this man some uh, some silver bags out there and let him try it. Yeah, now don't get me wrong. Now, whenever <laughs> I work a straight day shift job, Blue Showtime works just fine. But you know what? Where it messed up is whenever they you know put me on swing shift. Oh, my dogs catch the blunt end of that. Because <laughs> you run the fire out. You run their tongues out. 
I mean, I'll get off a night shift. I'll work three nights in a row, and whenever I get off that third night, I don't even go in the house. I just grab collars and dogs and go. That's I mean, right. I, I, I got plenty of bottom. I just got to have dogs that's got as, as much bottom as I do. <laughs> <laughs> you want this? Yeah, I get it, brother. I'm telling you, son, that's uh. That swing shift, I have never done it. So tell me, what? how are your hours? You said you work three nights in a row. We work five to five, and we go from night to day every, every two weeks. So, like, I'm off yesterday and today. I'll work tomorrow and Friday, and then I'll be off Saturday, Sunday, and Monday and go back Tuesday and Wednesday night. And then you'll be off... Thursday, Thursday and Friday. Friday, and then work Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night. That's right. Okay, I see how it's working. And, I mean, like the club here at the house, if I had to work night shift, I could still hunt half the day, you know? Right. Because, I mean, I ain't got to worry about dogs staying out. I'd load up five or six dogs and roll. But y'all lost the lease on that, right? Man, that's terrible. But there's still a bunch of private land around, you know, and it, all of it connects to our farm. So, I mean, I can, you know, there's a lot of private land I can hunt. Let me clarify. That's right. But <laughs> there's a lot of private land that I can hunt. And so, I mean, I can still piddle here around the house. I ain't going to be able to turn loose 15 heads, but. You know, I can still hunt a little bit, you know, one or two dogs and hit a head here and there. But, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss, you know, having all of it. But Yeah, something you grew up hunting, too, is kind of, that sucks, kind of. It, it does, man. It, you know, my dad grew up hunting there, and my grandpa, he didn't hunt, um, but my uncles who got my dad into it, and that that uncle of mine, he grew up hunting there. Actually, this past year, we had some dogs across the swamp. It was the rut, and we got on a buck, and he got out of pocket. You know how they do in the rut. Mm-hmm. And um, they go places they don't normally go. But um, they got on a little bit of private land. And there had never been a problem with them going there. We just can't shoot there. Right. And um, this guy come out on the highway, and he said, hey, who are you? And I told him, I said, you know, I'm Tony Davis. I said, I stay right down the road here. He said, well, when did y'all start running dogs here? And I, I knew the guy, and I knew he didn't own any land right there. And I was like, I knew who owned the land that he was, where he was talking about. And I said, well, man, I said, you know, my dad grew up hunting here. He changed my diaper on this road we're sitting on. And, you know, he he grew up hunting here, and the guys that got him into it grew up hunting here. So probably about 70 years is when they started. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm from Texas, and I don't like dog hunting. I said, sorry you know i said i'm trying to get my dogs out but well i don't want them over here i can't pattern deer and i said well Bo, i said if you didn't want to be around dog hunting 
What was wrong with Texas? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> he got mad and stormed off. He said, you're just all smart ass, ain't you? No, I ain't being smart, mister. I said, but, you know, don't come to my house and tell me how I ought to do things. That's right. That's right. What it was is his um, daddy-in-law was the one that owned the land. And he's dog, he dog hunted for years until he just got out of hunting. And I talked to him at the grill the next morning. He's like, I don't mind him. He ain't nothing but mouth anyway. I said, well, I kind of picked up on that. But. <laughs> yeah, I gathered that much. <laughs> you know, I mean, the guy, you can't, you know, to extent, I guess you can, but far as really patterning a deer, a deer's got a mind of his own, you know. That's exactly right. They might do the same thing a couple of days, but they know that you, you ain't going to walk in there and shoot him at 906 just because that was what he done yesterday, you know. If they let us turn them dogs out on them, we could, they don't have to pattern them. That's right. But, well, I told him that too. I was like, man, I was like, best thing for you to do is quit talking to me and go in there and kill him because he's on his feet. I mean, yep. they was in there rocking him. I, I don't, I just so not even kill one if it's ahead of a dog. See, well, that's the, that's what don't, I, I've never understood people say stuff, I don't want to kill one being run by a dog. It's the exact same deer whether it's run by a dog or a coyote yeah. or or walking to your green patch or corn pile. You know, it's the exact same deer. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I've heard people say that the meat tastes different. Oh, if crap. I'll be dang. A lot of people don't know this, but I am actually a really, like, outstanding cook. Like, my best friend and I lived together for about three years, and we ate deer meat about eight nights a week y'all was trying to survive well you know that was back in my wild days let me guess that was deer meat coolers light and that was it (laughs) um when we would go grocery shopping we would buy dill seasoning um three cases of bud light Two half gallons of crown. Ooh. We had to rest cover with what we killed. You know? Man, I remember those days. <laughs> I mean, hey, I've been sober for seven years, but blow, Lord, do I remember those days. They sound, hey, they were fun, I tell you. Oh, we had a ball. I mean, we cooked deer meat. I mean, we bust one and see his dad on the farm. So, you know, he wanted them shot. It won't nothing to ride in there of the evening and you know, hey buddy, we out of deer meat. All right, we won't be in here in just a minute. That's right. And you know, ride in there, hop out the truck, go load her up, you know. Go jerk the hide off of her and jerk the yeah. straps out and and grill them while you fixing the you processing the rest. Hey, I've eaten many a back strap still quivering because she ain't done running yet. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you kept her kept her in gear, huh? Yes, sir. Man. Yeah, I mean, 
if they want nothing standing in the field, we'd go grab a dog or two, throw them in this little head, and it won't put a minute. There was going to be one running out the other side. Um, Something's coming or running. Yeah, I mean, we, we, that's what he liked to eat. That's what I like to eat. And, you know, we ate deer meat. Y'all wouldn't go starve. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> and we, if you invited yeah, folks I, over, they better like deer meat because that's what y'all was cooking. Yeah. Yeah, it was going to be deer and something. So it was never, there wasn't no menu when y'all was coming up. It was, you know, you always knew you was going to eat deer meat. Yeah, if you wanted to come to our house, you better figure out what season it was. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if it was turkey season, we'd we'd have turkey, whatever. Because him and I both, I mean, I didn't do as well this year because I was guiding hunts instead of worried about killing birds. But if I ever put one on the X list, he's, he's going to make haze loose. You, 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 you go stay with him and kill him? Yes, sir. That's how I got the it. The only one I've ever you know, put a vendetta out on that I didn't kill, I told my dad about him. I said, look, if you'll go sit right here, at 6.48 in the morning, he's going to come out, point your gun barrel right here and kill him when he comes out. And my dad ended up killing him. So he still he still got put on the X list. That was my dad's first turkey. I'll be dang. That's how. So, I mean, my daddy is as, comp, you know, he is as good of a turkey hunter as there ever was. And, I mean, I grew up turkey hunting, but he, you know, he called my first one up. Let me kill it. And then I was calling turkeys for myself, basically. And right. uh, me and him still hunted to, to the, together, to you know, to this day. But if the turkey, if he can get a shot before I do, he's not going to wait on me. He's going to bust <laughs> it. He's going to shoot it. I mean, I've been with him before, and I've heard him tell me, you know, boom, turkey in there just... And, you know, and he just, the turkey, I'd yep to the turkey, and turkey strut up there, and he'd shoot and kill it. Why didn't you shoot? Why didn't you shoot? Oh, oh, why didn't I shoot? You shot him in front of me. So, and then, you know, he was, me and him was riding around looking some fields one day, and there's old power line run through one of our fields. And he was like, stop, back up. He said, there's two strutters down there. He's like, pull around here to the gate. We parked and went down there and. And uh, we got in some old tall grass where we could stand up. And I stood up, and I'm a little taller than him. So I said, here they are right there. You know, they wasn't 70 yards. I, I yet one time, turkeys just, oh, oh, they both just gobbled. And uh, they uh, strutted up there. <laughs> and I said, there he is, there he is. He said, hold on, hold on, hold on. We go double. We go double. I was like, well, you better hurry up. And I said, they they leaving, they leaving. Boom, boom, I shot both of them. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to. If the, game, hey, if the game and fish hears this, I was not supposed to shoot both of them turkeys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, it's always been like that with him. You know, he's just, my uncle's a good turkey hunter, my, his brother. And, I mean, dude, when I was Payson's age, when I was 12 years old, that sapsucker walked me to death. We walked, we hunted all the way through lunch. He had those little old bitty Kit Kats, them, uh, the little ones, you know, they wasn't even big. And he gave me two of them. 
and I was like, man, we got to, I mean, I need a burger or something. That's what we ate. That and a half a drink (laughs) bottle of water. And that's what I drank. That's what I, I lived on that day. But, uh, but no, uh, to get back on you, I know I get carried away because I, you know, being in the in the outdoors and stuff, oh, I like to, it, t- man, man, I like to. <laughs> I know it, brother. I do. I know it. I but uh, I like this uh, fooling with these dogs and stuff. So what you uh, so you got your dogs pretty much in shape. Do you do you run yours in the in the summer and stuff? I run mine year round, man. I hunt just as hard in July as I do in November. Really? So you cutting them yes, loose? Sir. I like, like I told you, where I switch night and switch from night to days. Like I go back Tuesday night. So Monday night, what I'll probably do is load up, you know, all my dogs. I got a little grill that fits in the back seat. I'll go down there to the swamp, turn my dogs loose, light the grill, and that's where I'll be for the night. I'll come home about daylight Tuesday morning, feed and water everything up. I'll go to bed and go to work that night. That's, you know, kind of my house switch from days to nights or, you know. That way you'll be kind of tired so you can get you some rest and stuff. Right, right. And my dogs get ran. You know, it's, it's one of those things that kind of, multiple benefits you know right um, and plus i mean like i said a while ago i i mean i've killed a lot more deer than i'm going to talk about on anything but um if i don't ever kill another one i'm just as happy down there running my dogs listening to what's got it and what jumps it and you know that kind of thing and I'm just as happy doing that as I am with eight point on the tailgate. I mean, I love it. Man, me too, brother. That's the thing, man. They, you know, I've been in a couple clubs where guys would get upset because their dogs would be two or three blocks behind and couldn't hang and always out of pocket. But, I mean, you see them on social media all summer long and they're on the beach fishing and going on vacation and stuff like that while I'm down there in the swamp getting my dogs right for October, you know? Yep. And, and that's, that makes a big difference, man. I mean, back whenever I was younger and, you know, all I really cared about was running a deer to kill it, you know, I didn't have to do that because, you know, if you're running deer just to kill them, you know, 15, 20 minutes at the time is all you need most of the time. That's right. But I like running them to catch them. And I've got a good buddy. His name is Craig Nance. Um, whenever I started hunting with him, my dad always told me before he died, he said, if you want better dogs, find somebody with better dogs than what you've got, and you hang out with them. He said, and eventually your dogs will get better. Well, hmm. I found my buddy Craig, he's got better dogs than I've got. You know, I started running with him, doing things how he does them, and I've got better dogs than what I had, you know, 
you know, and some of that can be accredited to him, you know, because he's a old, he's older than I am. He ain't really older, older. He's mid forties, but he's had dogs for a long time, and he knows a nice dog. And no, I mean, if he sees my he. Him and I are tight enough. If he sees my dog doing something they ought not to be doing, he'll say, hey, you otherwise need to fix this or fold out. Right. And it's the same way with, you know, he knows that I know a nice dog when I see it, when one's not doing right. And if I tell him, I mean, he trusts what I say too, you know. And him and I, we like the deer field trial and stuff, we stick together on it and you know most of the time we're going to be we're going to have something to contend with when we go y'all usually Um, do pretty good in those we let's see the championship hunt this past year we placed i think we had seven qualified and we placed six of them in the top 20. dang we usually, we usually play, you know, place several dogs. Um, right. The hunting club I'm in in the Green Swamp, I think it was twelve out of twenty come from that hunting club. Dang. So y'all, y'all's club, that Green Swamp club, is, um, it is, uh, it's packed full of good fire breathers. Those boys just as soon unload the shotgun. Let's break out a half gallon and hang out and see who's got what. (laughs) (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong. We got a forking horn rolling there. He's got to have a fork on one side. If if somebody says he's got a fork, he's going to (laughs) die. I seen him, boy. Biggest deer I ever seen. Somebody just waved the green flag at Talladega. I mean, all you can hear is straight pipes and mud tires. flying down a dirt road and and it sounds like somebody if the boxes is empty it sounds like a one tool beating around in the tool box or so blue 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 yeah but we might have 130 140 dogs down there on saturday man that's awesome dude that sounds amazing we run a pile of dogs but i mean like I said a while ago, we're in deer country. If if they get off of ours, other than that one little strip of skill hunting club, they're on another dog club. And we can go over there and get our dogs or, you know, whatever. I mean. So do y'all got a, is there, is there no other dog clubs around y'all that, you know, they'll catch y'all's dogs up and stuff? Same with y'all? Yeah, there he is. There's. There's probably 15 or 20 different clubs in the Green Swamp, you know, dog clubs. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, a lot, a lot. It's basically, if I had to pick anywhere in the world to live, it'd be the Green Swamp. Really? Because it's just dog hunting country. I mean, you don't have no problems with anybody. Down there in the summertime, you know, if your dogs happen to come off of your club, go to the next club and catch them. The gate's open. I'm pretty sure the keys work on all the gates. I'll be dang. The keys to one club works on the next club, you know. Um, 
you know, the Lord sure looked out for me when he put me where he put me. That's right. Um, That's where we got to give our thanks to at the end of the day. He yes, is, sir, uh, absolutely. he is, uh, he has been good to me for sure. And, um, uh, that crowd that I hunt with, man, they, they tell new members when they join, hey, look, you can still hunt if you want to, but if, if a dog comes by, you better not say nothing about it. That's right. Because, because we're a dog hunting club. Um, you know, a lot of places cut off dog running during turkey season. They don't even have rule against that. They said, you know, try to be respectful of somebody's turkey hunting, but if it messes up somebody's turkey hunting, it does. That's right. Because we're we're a dog club. And, man, you know, that's, that's the only club I've ever been in today is absolutely no drama whatsoever. Nobody gets mad with nobody. Everybody looks out for one another. I mean, it's just a great group of guys. How many members y'all ruin, probably? We've got 52 this year. And they do, 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 do they all, most of them hunt? Oh, yeah. Dang, see, that's what's nice. We got, I think we got 44 members, man, and it'll be 20 of us deer hunting with dogs. You know what I mean? And that's just, I wish it was like, 15 or 20 years ago it'd be every member there couldn't wait we had a big party that opening night before cooked and and stuff and then everybody got up and loaded dogs and we dog hunted you know and now it's just the the party's still there it's just (laughs) it uh it allowed it to be 20 people hunting you know see a lot of times on friday night i mean well most friday nights pretty much every friday night during deer season they'll go down to the camp cook stay tonight there ain't no power down there um but they'll cook stay tonight hang out you know and load up and go hunting saturday morning and there'll be 10 15 guys staying at the hunting camp that night I'll my wife won't directly let me go do that. <laughs> I, it, is, it is an hour from the house, you know. That's right. Thing, you know, and, but, you know, they, they have a big time down there. And when I do get to go, I mean, like Saturday night, she knows not to expect me for a while because I'm liable to be down there just running dogs after dark. Yeah, trying to catch them up or something. Well, shoot, we'll turn 30, 40 head loose with 10 minutes of daylight left. We don't care. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Dude, I'm telling well, you, mean, that's, that's amazing. Dog, man. Oh, you ain't lying. That's how you do it. You exactly right. That's how you make good dogs. Yeah, I, you know, I had a fella ask me one time, said, TD, you know, how I get my dogs to do like yours? And I was like, well, Bo, you see how you rode them around for two hours earlier? Yeah. Uh, that's two hours they could have been in there learning. And he's like, well, I had never really thought about that. Said, yeah, going deer hunting um, ain't about riding them around in the box. No, yeah, you want them. You might not have as many opportunities to kill the deer, but you got to decide whether you want dogs or deer. Yep. I mean, you got to, they not go get it in that pen or that box. 
They uh, not go learn it. You're exactly right. If I didn't have, if I didn't have to work tomorrow morning, I'd go turn loose tonight. I'm so pumped up just talking about it. <laughs> you ready, huh? You usually carry all. If you're feeding twenty, you carrying all twenty, huh? If a house cat comes up in the yard, I'll load it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> If I, you know, I, if I ain't got collars for them, I'll put feet beats on them. That's right. You said it. Yep, you said it there. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, like I told you, that guy was dumping dogs out a while back. I was going down the highway going to run dogs and seen one of them in the highway. I threw him in the box, and I'd already heard there was somebody dumping dogs out. I was like, well, we're going to see if this one's ain't good. I loaded him up, carried him right on with me, put a collar on him, and hunted him that night. Um, what, was he do- what was he dumping dogs out for? I mean, just get tired of fooling with them? Or? Well, I'll put it to you like this. Later on that night, a deer that my dogs was running crossed the road in front of the truck. I took that dog out of the box and flew, I could still hear the deer going through the bushes. Turn that dog loose on it and he would not run it. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, but see, I mean. It ain't the dog's fault. <laughs> no. But I will say this you know, here, they don't, uh, we don't, I don't throw them out like it and let them starve to death. They just, they go a different way. I'll say it like that. I'll right. be nice. Be, you know, I'll be nice about what happens. They, uh, they, that you call them basically. Right. Well, see, I'll be honest with you, man. And you're probably going to think I'm a liar when I say this. I, like any dog I've ever got rid of because they weren't up to my standards. I've given them away or whatever. And they end up making a, making whoever I give them to just tickle to death over them. Because most of the time, what I get rid of, like I ain't trying to sound cocky or nothing, but better is better than what a lot of people's hunt. Man, I got a female, uh, English female coonhound that I got as a puppy that's a... Uh, I wanted her to be a competition squirrel dog. Well, she's not going to make a squirrel, a competition dog. But you can cut her, and she's she'll go three squirrels. She ain't going to fire in there. You know, she's just not, she don't move around as good as I like one. But you could go fill a, you know, she needs a kill season. I will say that, and, and I feel like she'll finish into a nice pleasure squirrel dog. I mean, I got her on the internet, you know, on Facebook for sale, uh, and again, like I said, there's people that you know they think she's there's something wrong with her because I got her priced at a thousand dollars. You know, and they're like, "Well, what's wrong with her?" And I was like, "Nothing. There's nothing wrong with her. Yeah. She's sixteen or eighteen months old." You know, they like, "Well, she been coon hunted." I was like, "Nope, she has. She went one time and she didn't hang around my feet. She just went in. She don't know what to do. You know, but you know, during the daytime, yeah. she'd go go tree squirrels and, I mean." Somebody'd love to have. I feel like if somebody would take her, they'd love to have her. But I mean, she just ain't gonna suit me, you know. See, that's that's the thing with us. Like, like I told you, we just soon, 
you know, unload the shotguns and drink liquor and see who's got what for as dogs. I can take a nice deer dog down there that just doesn't have the speed, and he ain't gonna suit me. You know, I, like I've got one now. I've got him listed for three hundred dollars. Can't get rid of him. And all it is is he's just up in age. Well, I say up in age. He's five years old. He can't hang with them two-year-olds. I mean, he he ain't never really had flat-out foot speed to do it. And now that he's getting a little age, he really can't do it. Right. He'll go in the woods, trail, jump his own deer, run him to the gun barrel, and keep up with most people's dogs. But we like our dogs in the road with the deer. And he just think he ain't got it like mm-hmm. that. Um, but the club next to you, liable, they liable, to, yeah. you know, they liable to want something like that, you know, or, yeah. or some he, old he man. Oh, I get it. I do. I feel like it. There's a, you know, there's a place for everybody. That's like you know, Mr. Jeff yeah. Allen said. You know, there's a. There's a spot for everybody, you know, just come on. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I have people ask me a lot, well, why why don't you hunt this kind of dog, or what what do I have against tree stock dogs? I don't care what the next man hunts at all. If it makes you happy, I am tickled for you. But to hunt the style of hunting that I like to do, I know it's not going to suit me, so it ain't going to do me any good to go get a tree stock dog. You know what I mean? That's right. You're getting the running walker is what you, that's what you're using. Right. That's what, that's your favorite or your dog of choice is a, is a running walker, not a. With a tank full of gas. That's right. You, know? you don't fool with Julys. <laughs> you don't fool with tree and walkers. You know, you, right. you want a running walker. Right. And, you know. I've I've had all kind of people claim, well, Julys are faster. Well, they might be, but most of the Julys I've seen, they ain't going to lead a fox at 5 o'clock in the evening. I want a dog that can stay and do it all day long. You ever put any bird dog in them? <laughs> I feel like that would, I feel like that would take some of the, the range and the speed out of it. Really? And, my dogs, they're not papered, but they're all full-blooded walkers. Like, I know what to go back to and that kind of thing. Right. You know? And, you know, I really, I don't breed to a dog if I don't know that dog. Like, I'm not going to see the hottest stud dog on the market and go carry something to it. Do you, um, do you keep, do you, do you have a stud dog or do you just go to other outside studs well right now the puppies i'm raising right now all of them are all um one of my dogs now i raised some puppies last year and they were all for my buddy craig's dog most of the time i'm gonna breed to something otherwise him or i have um you know he he does a lot of puppy field trials so he rolls over a bunch of dogs, you know. Did them dogs uh, you raised, them puppies you raised last year, did they end up making good dogs? The, the ones that I raised did. I had some kind of something 
I think it was Talk City. It goes through my pen and wiped me out all but one. Really? And, uh, yeah. I, I I had a bout with that. and But the one I raised, I mean, he made a nice dog. The ones I got this year. Um, Them lemon spotted. I got I got two of the lemon ones left, and I got two of the tricolor ones left. You know, with all the stuff on the farm and everything, I've had more puppies than what I had time for. Right. So, and I had a lot of people messaging me wanting puppies, so I decided to move some of them. And um, you just kept a I few kept, that you go run this year or or, or whatever. Right. And. They're four months old now, about to be five months, so it won't be long. They'll be ready to get started. And well, then, let me, before, I mean, we've been at it an hour and 20 minutes. Before we get off, I want to know, do you, what, what at what age do you start your dogs, and, and how do you go about doing that? It really depends on the dog for me. Um, Like, if they're bigger, muscular puppies and muscled up, at five months, I'll go ahead and start them. But you'll have some that are muscled up at five months and some that ain't quite ready at six months, you know. I kind of go by that, and, you know, I'll drag rabbits and stuff in the yard for them and see how they react to that and if they show an interest. And, you know, kind of, I kind of feel it out by each individual one and get them you know, like this one might be ready to start right now, but his brother needs another couple of weeks before he kind of gets where he's interested. So I'll wait and start them all together. You know, that way the one that's clicking with chasing the rabbits and stuff will kind of show the other one, hey, because I don't, I don't like starting them with a bunch of older dogs because they'll learn to rely on those dogs. That was my and, next um, question. I didn't know if if you threw why? yeah if you threw if you threw them some of them puppies out with your older dogs, but you don't like to do that. Well, I don't like to when they're first getting started, but once they ran for a week or so, I normally start mine in a pen because it's just so much easier to do. Right. I can go carry them, drop them off for a week, and let them get get started where they kind of know how to run a piece of game. And then, like this last litter that I started, I've got some that are nine months old. I um, carried them to the pen for a week, come back. The next night, I took them with all my deer dogs because I, I weren't really going to have time to go mess with just my puppies. So I carried them, and one of mine fresh out of the start pen went in there and trailed and jumped the deer and was third out of, third on the crossing. So, dang, so he just natural, you know, that's what you're trying to raise anyway. You're trying to raise natural deer dogs. But our two brothers, they're starting to click. One of them's deaf. I've never had a deaf dog, but I've got one now. And the other night, I mean, he went in there and trailed and jumped one right by himself. And, you know, he's doing good. all three of them were doing really good at nine months old. I mean, I could take those three dogs and go deer hunting and kill deer. Dang. I mean, 
yeah, I mean, they're they're doing a jam-up job. And so I'm going to hang on to them and hunt them and, you know, make sure I, they're exactly what I want. And I believe they're going to have the speed to field trial some, but we'll kind of know by the end of deer season this year, I'll know. You'll know more about them. What, uh, this pen, how big is that pen? The starting pen, we've been using it, but 20 acres. Gotcha. And it's just got fox in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't care, that's how we are, too. We got a, my my father-in-law's first cousin's got a, uh, he's got a, like a 30 or 40 acre pen, and it's got some coyotes in it, and, you know, in the off season and summer nights or stuff, we'll carry dogs in there and just let them run them. But uh, right. y'all don't. I mean, I don't care. You know, I don't really I want my deer dogs care. running a rabbit. Oh, uh, right. But you know, if he jumps a coyote, then you know they'll stretch one of them. Or oh, uh, I'm the same way. I mean, I just don't be running a coyote at anything. Right. Because. I, you know, I could care less about killing anymore. I'd rather catch it, you know? Yep. And a coyote's a little easier to catch than a deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you, I got a buddy that I do some competition hunting, and he's got some squirrel dogs. Uh, His daddy has cat dogs, and... I've never been able to get, you know, found it, you know, I hadn't been able to go with him, but he's got some dogs, and they sound a lot like the, the dogs that you run deer on, but they run these bobcats down and catch right. them, and right. I've never seen that done, but that sounds fun as anything to me. They run them down and stretch them out. A bobcat race is fun stuff, but a bobcat will turn around and come right back to the middle of the dogs. And they say their their lungs are so small that they can't keep up, you know, but so long, and them dogs will just run them down and catch them. Yeah, about 15, 20 minutes is all you're going to get out of a cat. Right. Um, and then... If you got dogs, it's pressuring. That's, uh, that's what, uh, that's what uh, my buddy Tim Barber was saying about his daddy's dogs, you know, they... You got to have dogs that can stay on top of them and just run to get run the air out of them, basically. Right. Um, and then I talked to uh, I got a guy that um that I talked to yesterday. He's been texting me. And do you ever watch that PBR bull riding and stuff? You ever familiar with it? Yes, sir. So, Shorty Gorham, he's an old bullfighter on there. Right. He, uh, I talked to him a good bit, and um, I got an interview lined up with him. So he works for the federal government, and they're in California in, in the mountains over there, and they're treeing mountain lions and stuff, and then they're, I guess they're darting them. I don't know. I don't, I'd be lying if I'd really tell you, but I guess they're darting them and putting collars on them or something, these mountain lions. So right. I'm, I'm going to call him and see what kind of dogs and stuff he's got, but man t tim was telling me about those cat dogs man that junk sounds interesting i like a good fast dog and uh something that's... Uh, do you know wade holdercraft that does the hound recovery system man i don't oh oh is that that uh the, the triple it, mag yeah the antenna 
Yes, sir. Yeah, uh-huh. He, he was telling me he's got some guys that run his antenna, and he actually invited me to go out to Colorado maybe this year cat hunting with him. And, man, I'm excited for that. Right. Um, I normally don't go up the road because of having so many deer dogs, but um, I I want to go cat hunting with Wade bad. That, that, that sounds like it. Well, and you're exactly right. I told, you know, that's what he told me. He was like, come go with us. And I was like, all right, where are you at? And he was like, California. And I put it in my thing. And he was like, 26 and hours and 30 minutes from me. I was like, oh, so you want me to drive <laughs> over all throughout the night? Yeah, uh, that ain't going to work right now, buddy. I'm going to have to plan that kind of trip. <laughs> right. But, uh, do you, what kind of long range antenna do you run? Man, I so I I have talked to uh, that fella there, and I got one of his first ones from back. Shoot, man, I've had this antenna. I put it. I mean, I got it on top of my. So we hunt. Uh, we hunt off of side by sides because we're in a confined area in one of my places. Right. Oh, so uh, I got it on the top of my side by side, and I have. You're just going through the woods and stuff. I've knocked the darn thing off, uh, but it was that it wasn't that triple mag, you know, that triple mag or whatever it is. Right. It was just that very first one that had the little thing, the little kickers off of it. I, I don't even remember what it was called, but um, you ain't talking about the reach, are you? It may be. Well, man, I'll tell you, I had a reach and I hate it. I could pick up better with my handheld antenna. See, that sounds like a lot like mine. But Wade's is completely different than that. And like the triple mag, I'll tell you, both, if I ain't knocked it off a truck, like I'm on my third drive track from my drive track falling off and hitting my scope. That's how rough I drive. Oh, off of the hidden scope I, on your gun? Yeah. If I haven't knocked that antenna off, I had been through five antennas before I got a triple mag. If I hadn't knocked it off, it ain't coming off. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Bo, I went from, I could pick up maybe a mile and a half at the most to tracking like four and five miles. Are you serious with that Garmin? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, Wade makes probably the, well, it's the best antenna I've ever had, and I've had a reach, tram mount, buzzards roost, all of them. I mean. I'm calling him, I'm, I need to get, I need to get one of them. Hey, and I'll tell you this, man, I, like, I've messaged Wade, and like, hey, man, my stuff ain't working right. Well, do this, 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 and this. And most of the time, he's got it fixed for me over the phone. And, like, I've been having a problem with my stuff lately. And I told him I thought I pulled a wire out, pulled the wire loose on my antenna. And, man, he he sent me the stuff to rebuild mine. You know, no problem. Really? I mean, Wade's a good dude. You ain't going to find customer service no better anywhere i not just with antennas but anywhere and um he makes a fine antenna bug. man i need to get him on antenna. here i need to get him on here yeah you do 
and Wade, Wade's a great guy. He's a hog hunter. Um, but he hunts off of a four-wheeler. For right. That's, uh, I mean, again, I'm not opposed to hog hunters. I mean, this is that's what this podcast is for, all dog hunters. You know, I want the guy that... I want the guy that's got the labs that, you know, blood trail, you know, these deer. Right. Uh, I want them, you know, duck dog people. I mean, I consider that a hunting dog, a working dog. You know, I want them to oh, know, yeah. you know, I want them to know that, that you know, th- we got to stand together because whether they like it or not, if they cut out dog hunting nine times out of ten, I know what I'm going to do. If they cut my dog hunting out, if the world says, hey, there's no, Chris, there's no more dog hunting, well, I'm going to fight tooth and nail to get the guy that's got the duck dogs. I'm going to try to get that stopped too because, I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, just it's not right. fair. But anyway, I, I hope it never, ever comes to that. But uh, that's why I want us all to, you know, to come together and, and be as one. But, uh, right. yeah, uh, but shoot you, man. I could go on and on about this junk, uh, this dog hunting. But I freaking, I knew when I seen those TikToks and stuff and it was a deer dog man. And I was like, dude, I got to get this man on here. I got oh, yeah. to get him on here. But uh, we've been at it an hour and 35 minutes or 31 minutes. So uh, I'm going to try to wrap this thing up. I know you busy and I got another interview to do here in a little while. So, uh. If you ain't got nothing else, if you wanna if you wanna shout somebody out, or uh, you know, now's your shot to do it, brother. Uh pretty much just hand recovery systems, I mean uh it ain't it ain't just cause he looks out for me, I mean that's a good good way to it's a good insurance policy for your dog. Right, it's a good product it sounds like. Yeah, I mean check him out. Um, he'd be a good one to get on your shit, on your podcast. Hound recovery systems. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot him a message here in a minute. Um, I'll send I'll I'll send you um. Send me his contact info and stuff and like that. I'll that way you. I can uh I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna definitely try to get him on because uh. I sure will, man. All right, brother. Well, look, I ain't gonna uh, hold you no more, but I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna be in touch after the deer season and check in with you and shoot, man. I throughout the deer season, I'll shoot you text message pictures and video clips of dogs and stuff, and y'all, uh, you do the same, cause uh, and uh, we'll That's keep in touch, good. brother. If you ever need All anything right. from Mississippi, man, you don't you dare not to call me, cause I, I'll do whatever I can. Same goes for you, bud. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Well, y'all be safe and uh, congratulations on that newborn. Thank you, buddy. All right, see you, brother.